This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, January 22nd, the day after my birthday, the day after the birthday of what? mine that that my that my loving partner completely forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> like all day, no idea, nothing. Did you lay down any hints? Mm, no, I didn't. I like she she was a little cranky. Uh and so I wasn't sure if I I don't I don't know. I didn't we you know, I mean, we're just doing our normal thing around the house, doing whatever. And finally like we went downstairs at 8:30 9 o'clock last night and Start, you know, I was like, well, what do you want to watch? He's like, I don't know. It's up to you. Or, you know, I don't know. What do we got? And I said, well, so today's my birthday. <laughs> Dude, she like instantly started crying. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, I forgot. This is terrible. I'm awful. And I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll be riding that one for a little while, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think you can milk that up for a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I think she was going to go get a pie okay. for for my birthday that <laughs> happened yesterday <laughs> that she forgot about. Uh, what have you guys been a-doing? Been a-doing? Uh, not a whole lot. Yeah? Working? Just working. I went to the auto expo thing yesterday. We shot a bunch of video there and made fun of some cars. What cars were you making fun of? Uh, the only car we really ripped on was the new uh, Honda Civic Type R, which is supposed to be like their race edition Honda Civic. <laughs> and we're in it. We're like, this thing That's is going adorable. We're like, this thing is going for thirty six thousand dollars, and we're like, it's not worth it. Yeah. And like we well, we didn't get to drive it. Like if it's if the driving experience is really a lot of fun, but we're in it. We're like, okay, this is missing out on a lot of nice features that a lot of Type R cars actually come with, mm. like the ability to adjust your steering wheel or to get your seat into a comfortable race position. Mm. They just put fancy looking race seats in it and it have, carbon fiber on the dash. Fl- yeah, I was going to say they have flashy metal pedals. It and... did have the flashy metal pedals and it had mm. the seats with the wide sides on it that really hug you. And for me, you know, I'm not, I'm not fat or anything, mm. but when I was sitting in it, I'm like, dude, this hugs me tight. Like if you're any bigger than me, you're going to be very uncomfortable in the seat. Mm. Like it's just going to squeeze you into it. I'd be like, fuck this car. Yeah, and then I, I was walking around the outside. I'm like, oh, that's nice. They put some large Brembo race brakes in the front, and they put shitty-ass fucking brakes in the back. Like, <laughs> like those look really nice. You look at the back like, okay, that's like a 20-year-old Honda Civic's brakes. They got drum brakes on the back. <laughs> <It> just, uh, <laughs> from the look of it, why not? So we kind of we ripped on that car a little bit. Yeah. Uh, What's the coolest car you saw there? Ah, uh, well, I love Corvettes. So they, what? yeah. So they they did have a, a 2019 last of the C7 Corvette sitting there, and mm. I I do want one of them sometime. They're pretty. They are pretty. They're pretty fast. I like them. Uh, we learned that people that like um, uh, Lexuses, nothing to bash on you for. 
I don't drive a Lexus. Didn't you used to have one? No. What What was it? That, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I've had an Infinity for oh, several yeah. years. Yeah. Um, but uh, we learned that they don't take jokes very well. Oh yeah. Because because <laughs> we went over and we decided to play a joke, some jokes on some people, and one of our guys was just jumping in the front seat with people and just making up stuff about the car when they didn't expect someone to jump in the car they were already sitting in mm-hmm. and we did it with a big dodge truck and the guy started like going along with it and having fun with it he jumped in jumped in the passenger seat of a uh of a lexus and goes take me jeeves and starts talking to him like i need to go here and the guy's like well, fuck off and he just keeps talking to his front the window kind of like give him like what the fuck <laughs> just have fun <laughs> Don't be a little prick Get about over it. yourself, Mr. Lexus. Just because you can afford this expensive $80,000 car doesn't mean you got to be a prick. <laughs> uh, the new Jaguar Type F that was there, I liked that one quite a bit, but that's $110,000 for that guy. Yeah, but it looks nice. A little bit pricey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, sir, you've been gone for a couple of weeks. We've I been have. missing I've been you. been gone for a while. Yeah. The show's been much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've missed uh, you greatly. Um, I haven't been doing a ton, uh, so. except watching postseason football, which has been good. Yeah, been really good. I heard there was a controversy with the Patriots a little bit. When is it there not? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know anything about it. I just. Oh, I. I heard somebody I, complaining something about well, the I, Patriots. And... I saw there actually. There's a, there's a lawsuit's been filed against the play where I I saw the play. I didn't see the actual game, but I saw the play where I guess you can the ball gets thrown and the guy literally pushes him. Oh yeah, that was the Ram Saints game. Well, yeah, that's oh, maybe that's when I saw the lawsuit. Yeah, where yeah. he literally pushed him. Before the ball even got there, and they're like, if, oh, yeah, if they would have called the pass interference on that, they would have been able to keep going and probably won the game. Yeah, mm. yeah. But they didn't call a pass. The very blatant, obvious pass interference didn't get called, and they lost. Yeah. <laughs> but they hadn't been calling anything all game. I mean, okay. That's, it, it, it's a bad no call for sure, but yeah. I mean, but at least they were consistently sucking the whole <laughs> game, the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, pro- but I mean, but to be fair. They went into overtime and the Saints won the coin toss and did absolutely shit all with the ball. So okay. they punted it right back and then got scored on and lost. So hmm. there's that. Well, what was the thing with the Patriots? I don't know. Oh. People just love to hate them. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what scandal there might be. Yeah, I, it was it was something about overtime and that they ne- I don't know. They never let the Chiefs have the ball. Maybe. That's how the overtime rules. Yeah, they oh, just went down to, and scored. First to score wins. Yeah. So I don't know about that. I mean, Brady had a pick. That's a frustrating rule in it, the NFL, it is. isn't it? Well, if you kick a field goal, then the other team gets it. Oh, do you? But if you score a touchdown on the opening drive, like, what the fuck is your defense doing in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> right? So I think that's fine. But the only thing I can think is that Brady had a interception that was called back because D Ford lined halfway across the line of scrimmage. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if they consider that scandalous because nobody's even questioning that that was he was clearly over the line. Yeah, it was Chuck. It was it was when I got off work today and I went down and was watching the news and it was Chuck Todd on MSNBC and I and he was talking about the Patriots and NFL overtime rules and the, yeah I I didn't I was like half listening and okay. so I I thought maybe you would have hmm. I haven't heard anything about controversy hmm. but do you do you remember a few years ago the saints who were in the final four this weekend as well their head coach and defensive coordinator were suspended from the league for a fucking year 
What? No. Yeah. Nobody remembers it. They were suspended for a year for because they were paying their defensive players to hurt off oh, opposing shit. offense. Oh, wow. Remember Bounty Gate? Nobody remembers that? No, no. Yeah, nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers that. Nobody remembers any of the other cheating scandals because, in the NFL. Because Inflate they, Gate they remember, sounds way better. They remember Deflate Gate. <laughs> or they're, Deflate. They're not, yeah, not, they're deflate. not worried <laughs> about paying $1,000 to actually physically <laughs> break someone's leg. They want to worry about two PSI. You know, like, what's the bigger deal? Yeah, well, and honestly, I haven't really followed the NFL very closely for a while now. Yeah, I was well, wondering, you must have you must have been just like, can both teams lose this game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has has the NFL really been very good with the like moral standards? No. No, I know. I yeah. mean, you you have a dog fighting ring, you get let back uh, in the NFL, yeah, yeah. you take a knee and well, you're fucking Well, but he did shunned. he did his prison time. He did. I think that's fine. Yeah. But, but I know what you're saying with Kaepernick and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's people that have had much more egregious offenses towards the NFL. Oh yeah. And uh they've come back. Yeah. Yeah, well, and, you know, spousal abuse. Yeah, spousal abuse, like that, uh, drug use, mm-hmm. uh, just giving a black eye to the organization. Mm-hmm. Well, what else is new? Um, I think that's about it. Oh, okay. Well, he's been sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you're here, though. It's all yeah. been I'm glad you're feeling better. Swirling around down there. And the, young'un's, oh. the young'un's doing well? Yeah. Good, yeah, good. good. Super duper. Let's do a show then. Okay. Hi, this is Dr. Hector Garcia, author of Alpha God, and you are listening to Godless Revolution. All right. uh, Time for a challenge. Uh, Your turn. The Godless Revolution podcast would like you to insult them, and I challenge you to do it in the style of their podcast. Okay, but if I did that, nobody would hear it. I kid. (laughs) I kid about some stuff, not necessarily about that, but some stuff. But seriously. face. Yeah, no, but they're doing yeoman's work out there in Utah, by which I mean plowing through bullshit very slowly. Also, I would I would rank them in importance somewhere between a squire and a page. Um, Anyway, sorry if that insult went on a little too long, but you did say to do it in the style of godless revolution. So, you know, <laughs> fair. <laughs> Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. So there's some good news out of New York State. Good news, but it's it's news that should have happened a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and and it's of course tempered with all of the other shitty news yeah. that's going on right now. But New York State has officially banned LGBT conversion therapy aimed at minors. This comes to us from the Daily Beast. It says New York State will soon profit. I'm sorry, uh, prohibit. prohibit. <laughs> Efforts to change a minor's sexual orientation or gender identity thanks to a conversion therapy ban that easily cleared the state legislature on Tuesday with a 57-4 to vote in the state Senate and a 143-3 to vote in the state assembly. I would bet you that all seven of those no votes were Republicans. And I, I, devoutly I religious Republicans. The, <laughs> the ban, as the, as the Associated Press reported, has historically faced roadblocks in the New York State Senate, which was under Republican control until the 2018 midterms, when Democrats regained a majority. Hmm. Faced roadblocks under Republicans. That's weird. And it's something that even, uh, what is that book they use that they have all the diagnoses in the doctors and the DSM five. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't consider homosexuality to be anymore uh, anymore. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, at one point it was a disorder where you could be locked up in jail. 
forced into therapy, be chemically what, no, were they chemically castrating him? I don't know. Maybe probably yeah. I thought, them, yeah. But yeah. Uh the bill was the second major piece of LGBT rights legislation alongside the gender expression non-discriminatory non-discriminatory Jesus Christ. Non-discriminatory. Non-discrimination act. Oh, there we go. Or gender to be passed by the New York State Legislature in the same day. Yeah, but I bet there was an uh, agenda behind this. <laughs> a total of 15 <laughs> states in the District of Columbia have now instituted bans on the medically discredited practice of conversion therapy, while major municipalities in states without such bans continue to pass their own. The New York City Council, for example, voted to ban conversion therapy in 2017. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, who in 2016 issued an executive order barring insurers from covering conversion therapy for minors is expected to sign both the conversion therapy ban and agenda in the coming days. Now, this only covers minors. Uh Uh-huh. So you still have these religious groups that can set up camp and prey on adults, non-minors, to come to these things and tell them they're evil and wicked and need to change before Satan tears out their rectum you were born in sin and you just happen to have more sin born into you than other people this is your (laughs) cross to bear you're gonna have to get through it and we're here to make you change we're gonna unbear that cross we're gonna ungay you son you're gonna be fine (sighs) once you're not gay anymore because right now you're broken (laughs) you know that's an interesting phrase the cross to bear right because isn't the whole point that jesus bear he bore the cross so we don't have to yeah I so why do we all have our own crosses? <laughs> the fuck? Well, and why why do why do Christians bother bothering other people at all uh, yeah, anyway? That, yeah, yeah, I know the whole premise is fucked, but but I just mean even the phrase doesn't it doesn't even make that doesn't even hold in their universe or mythology. It's there's so many Christian beliefs that are just fucking weird to me that you know we're all born in sin and we all have to be washed in Jesus's blood and accept his sacrifice and blah blah. No, I mean, and then they'll tell you that the whole point of him being sacrificed by himself to himself was was to to appease himself so that Uh, everybody else, you know, wouldn't get yelled at for their sins, could receive Jesus's grace and and not have to pay for the sins of their forefathers and blah, 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 blah. But then they still meddle in everybody's fucking business all the goddamn time Mm -hmm. and tell you that you have you're born with free will, but don't fucking exercise it. (laughs) Next time a Jehovah's Witness comes to my house, be like, do you really want this beer drinking atheist in heaven with you? <laughs> really? <laughs> that might be a problem. Okay. <laughs> uh, we go from that to uh, a story that is uh, tied yeah. a little bit here locally. Yeah. Because I just wonder, what happens when that conversion therapist is questioning himself? I wonder. <laughs> uh, this comes to us from Truth Wins Out. Uh, TWO reveals leading Mormon conversion therapist is now seeking to date men out, but not sorry for causing harm, which is kind of, why doesn't he just say, sorry, I was doing some horrible shit. Yeah. And it did, it, it didn't work. It never worked. It was all bullshit. I don't believe in it anymore. And because my church says that I can't live the lifestyle that I've now said that I'm going to do, yeah. then I'm not going to be a Mormon anymore either. It's like, even if the architect of this gay therapy or this gay transition, what a conversion therapy program comes out as gay, mm-hmm. obviously it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just wasn't doing it right for himself, I guess. 
Those who can't teach, right? Uh, true. <laughs> uh, Dave Matheson, who co-wrote Journey into Manhood program, uh. published notorious ex-gay book on becoming a whole man. Washington, the nation's most notorious conversion therapist, David Matheson, has quit the ex-gay movement and has announced he is seeking to date men. Matheson is the author and creator of several infamous ex-gay programs and bogus studies, as well as director for the Center for Gender Wholeness. Matheson has been featured in ABC News and the New York Times. Journey into, Manhood, Journey into Manhood's director, Rich Weiler, revealed the news in a post to a private Facebook group obtained by Truth Wins Out. Quote, David says that living a single celibate life just isn't feasible for him, so he's seeking a male partner, according to Weiler's statement. He has gone from bisexuality to exclusively gay. Two contact, TWO contacted Matheson on Sunday evening, and he provided a statement that were surprisingly unrepentant and failed to apologize for the grave harm he has caused many of his clients. Quote, My time in a straight marriage and in the ex-gay world was genuine and sincere and a rich blessing to me. Mm. I remember most of it with fondness and gratitude for the joy and growth it caused in me and many others but I had stopped growing and was starting to die. So I've embarked on a new life-giving path that has already started a whole new growth process. One for which I'm sure he's going to be writing another fucking book. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I wasn't faking it all those years. I'm not renouncing my past work or my LDS faith, and I'm not condemning mixed orientation marriages. Well, nobody's saying that you have to condemn no. mixed orientation marriages. I continue to support the rights of individuals to choose how they will respond to their sexual attractions and identity. With that freedom, I am now choosing to, to pursue life as a gay man. Well, and, you know, he, he can grant himself that freedom, the freedom that he chose to strip others yeah, of or, yeah. or attempt to strip them of. While the latest news on Matheson further dishonors the already discredited ex-gay industry, some people harmed by his programs have greeted his announcement with mixed feelings. Quote, uh, I bet. <laughs> while I am pleased that Mr. Matheson, while I am pleased for Mr. Matheson that he has found a path forward for his life, I can't help but think of the hundreds, if not thousands of people who are still stuck in the closet, a closet that was created in part by Mr. Matheson himself. I hope that Mr. Matheson will do whatever he can to rectify the harm he's inflicted on many people in the LGBTQ community, myself included, said Chaim Levin, who was psychologically harmed by attending Journey into Manhood and was later a key plaintiff in the landmark Southern Poverty Law Center lawsuit that shut down Jews offering new alternatives to homosexuality, or Jonah. <laughs> uh, I'm Matheson, sorry, that's funny. <laughs> Matheson was also tied to Jonah in the belly of the whale. <laughs> TWO says that Matheson is living proof that these programs don't work, even for its most vociferous advocates. Quote, if conversion therapy does not work for authors like David Matheson, who write books on the discredited practice, it is naive to expect it to work for those reading such deceptive publications, said Truth Wins Out Executive Director Wayne Besson. Conversion therapy employs guilt and shame to browbeat desperate and vulnerable people into renouncing their humanity. This is the latest evidence that conversion therapy is consumer fraud and ought to be outlawed in all 50 states. A protege of the late Joseph Nicolosi, the infamous therapist from the now-defunct National Association for Research and Therapy of Homosexuality, or NARTH, Matheson also cool. co-wrote the program for Journey into Manhood, an absurd ex-gay program where gay men go into the forest to engage in manly activities <laughs> in a fruitless, uh, <laughs> tongue-in-cheek, uh, fruitless effort to modify their sexual uh, orientation. Matheson is author of Becoming a Whole Man, which according to Amazon is 
the result of a six-year quest to understand and respond to the most difficult challenges facing men with unwanted homosexuality. Well, the biggest challenge for him was probably stuck in the woods with a bunch of other homosexual men all the time being like, oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so frustrated right now. (laughs) I can't chop this wood. (laughs) I'm sorry. A big shot in the conversion therapy movement, Matheson co-wrote a paper in 2006 with recently scandalized conversion therapy proponent Norman Goldwasser, who Truth Wins Out revealed in November, was cruising gay websites for sexual encounters. The paper, Holistic Therapy, a Comprehensive <laughs> Clinical Approach to the Treatment of SSA. There is nothing comprehensive about holistic therapy. <laughs> is gratu- Well, that's what holistic means. It's not homeopathic, it's holistic. It's still the same. I put them both in the same. <laughs> well, hol- holistic is, the, the definition of holistic is basically just taking a, a look at the broader problem, the, the whole issue. Uh, yeah, and then rubbing oil on it. <laughs> is gratuitously anti-gay and extremely offensive, habitually confusing crass stereotypes with actual science. In one section, homosexuality, which is not a mental health disorder or disease, according to the APA and AMA, is casually pathologized and compared to obsessive compulsive disorder. Individuality. Indivadu- in- <laughs> I don't know why Vag snuck itself into there. Sneaky Vag. <laughs> because obviously he didn't like it. <laughs> each person each person has his slash her own unique ident- individuality. There are no two persons who are exactly alike. Two people with SSA can be completely different in every other aspect of their lives and psychological makeup and cannot be grouped solely based on the common challenge. Similarly, OCD can manifest itself in countless different variations, subtypes, and combinations. Describing a group of individuals only in terms of OCD compromises and distorts the comprehensive and accurate clinical picture of each individual. Matheson's revelation is also important because Google is hosting a noxious ex-gay app Mm. targeting children. Truth Wins Out has launched a petition urging Google to drop the app, which has 45,000 signatures and counting. Founded in 2006, Truth Wins Out is a nonprofit think tank and advocacy organization that fights against right-wing extremism and anti-LGBT prejudice and discrimination. Which is Whoa. a job that I'm sure is just getting harder yeah. by the day. Mm-hmm. And well, like Matt said, he's probably going to want to write another book about this. Dan said that. Oh, you said that? Yeah. Oh, one of you two said that that's sitting across <laughs> from me. It was that uh, individual over there. Yeah. <laughs> well, this individual said that. <laughs> and uh, I, don't think, I don't think the second book will sell as well. Uh, because he's, he's, no. he's very much in the LDS community, which he's mm-hmm. probably going to be kicked out of now. Oh, yeah. Not, of, not on his own accord, but... So the other book yeah, was... Yeah, he's going to be officially disinvited yeah. here shortly, I'm sure. But, I mean, if the first book was about be, about con- gay conversion, being like, you can you can win, you can win, you can win. Yeah, Mormons are going to buy that for their gay kids. Mm-hmm. Now that he's writing about, yeah, it's cool to be gay, Mormons will be like, oh, oh fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> we aren't buying that book. <laughs> then everybody else is going to be like, you're that gay conversion therapy guy. I'm not buying your book. Well, what's and what strikes me most about this is just... The harm that he has caused through years and years and years of abusing people like this to come out now and say, oh, no, well, you know, I, I'm gay. I ran this thing and and dr- I was sincere about really wanting to change. Well, OK, but you wanted to change for all the wrong reasons, not because there was something wrong with you or that you were broken. It's because religion fed you this bullshit disease yeah. and then promised you a cure for it, a cure that didn't fucking work. and now. You're recognizing that, but what you're not recognizing is all of the harm that you've caused people throughout all of these years of doing this. Yeah, I, w- I wonder if he just do- if he actually doesn't recognize it, 
because it's a horrible optics the way he's putting out right now because he should realize that if he came forward and was like, hey, I apologize for the harm I caused over all these years. You know, it's not bad to be gay if you're just be your honest, truthful self. He probably would be doing much better. Well, and I can't imagine that there are going to be a whole lot of people in the gay community that are going to be like, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go on a date. No, it's, yeah. yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like I, 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 I taught that gay conversion therapy for years. Oh, and you used to be gay. Well, I was bi, and you're not now. No, I'm gay now. <laughs> like that doesn't uh. then it doesn't fucking work. <laughs> And I think the only reason why he's calling himself bisexual is because he still had a same sex attraction, but he was married because he was trying to make himself straight. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those horrible things that the LDS church teaches is that, you know, if you're if you're experiencing the unwanted feeling of same sex attraction, then you just need to power through that. You need to marry somebody of the opposite sex yeah. and have children and raise a family. And, you know, eventually you'll be happy and fulfilled because of the family that you've built around yourself and and with your partner have developed this loving relationship yeah all by the age of 21 <laughs> after you get home from your mission mission that's what i figure you get home from missions maybe 19 and a half 19 and nine months i don't know <laughs> well it's just it the the hypocrisy of it and just like i said failing to recognize the harms that he's oh, responsible yeah. for yeah and I, I, I'm sure and, that, yeah, well, and I've seen several members of the local LGBTQ community here post links to this saying what a horrible monster this guy is. And yeah, the damage he done cannot really, I mean, it's done. It can't be reversed. Yeah. Well, and, and there, and there are tons of people here locally in Utah, members yeah. of the LGBTQ community who went through t this type of uh, therapy because they were. Faithful Mormons yeah. who were attending BYU and didn't want to have this same sex attraction because their religion had told them that it was this dirtle, this dirty, awful yeah. thing or dirtle. That, that's <laughs> no, it's always an option. <laughs> but yeah, so fuck that guy. I, I hope that nobody dates him and he lives his life alone for a very long time until he recognizes what a fucking asshole he's been mm. and how many people he has harmed. What did you bring for us, Matthew? <laughs> I know you love it when I call you Matthew. <laughs> Isn't it Matthew? Matthew. Mm, this one's interesting. I don't Is know. Maybe it? you have this story. I'm not sure. Which I'll see. Idaho. Utah. Yeah, um, that's what he said. An Idaho woman could face prison time for covering up for her husband's child sex abuse because reporting it would have been against her religion. Oh, fuck. What's the yeah. harm, right? Why not just let people believe what they want to believe? Yeah. Sarah Keister, who was already <laughs> convicted of a felony for her crimes, will find out her fate next month. Her husband, Leister Keister. Oh, my no, God. It's Lester, okay. Lester Kester. <laughs> oh, that's. It's Kester, but I just like saying Keister. Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Her husband, Lester Kester, already admitted to molesting five children over the course of more than 20 years. I'm sorry, but that's not good. Lester Kester the molester. Was his first name Mo? <laughs> yeah, Mo Lester <laughs> Kester. That's all the red flags, yeah. Uh, Sarah Kester, 50, was charged with felony injury to child. She pleaded guilty to the charge through an Alford plea, meaning mm. she does not acknowledge guilt, but acknowledges that there is enough evidence to convict her. Yeah. Her husband, Lester Kester, 48, pleaded guilty in November to molesting five children. Over, I just say mer molesting? Is that what I said? Molesting. <laughs> Molesting. 
<laughs> five children over two decades. He pleaded guilty to five counts of lewd conduct with a child younger than age 16 and faces up to life in prison when he's sentenced next mm. week. And the only reason why she took that Alfred plea is so that, well, she probably gave the evidence on her husband, and then they gave her the Alfred plea. Yeah. Because Alfred plea, you don't go to jail. When detectives interviewed Sarah Kester last year, she told authorities that she learned of her husband's actions about 17 years ago. Holy, f that's. And she was again confronted by the victims about three years ago, how according many... to Canyon County Sheriff's Well, and how many people did he victimize in that 17 year span right. afterward? Right. Sheriff's office has said Sarah Kester told detectives that she attempted to protect the children through praying Ugh. for the demon to leave her husband. And by attempting to keep them busy with other tasks, but she did not want to bring law enforcement into what she termed personal matters. And, and how did that work out? They're not just personal matters, and you can't keep a serial child molester busy with chores. Using religion is an excuse not to is using religion as an excuse not to report what he did only makes matters worse. By the way, this is from David Gee at the Friendly Atheist. Hmm. Okay. Uh, the Kesters reportedly belong to followers of Christ Church in Canyon County, a place that practices faith healing and believes that pharmaceuticals are a product of Satan. Okay. Previous media, media reports have focused on the church's medical ignorance, but not so much on its policies regarding law enforcement. Though previous focus on the church uh, has been on medical neglect, ex-followers have told authorities Lawmakers and the media that the believers of the church also avoid contacting law enforcement, a policy that enables crimes to occur undetected by police. Mm. I wonder why they set up that little uh, little commandment in their church. <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> the initial arrest of Sarah Kester drew attention from lawmakers because she was charged with injury to a child, a crime that leaves an exemption for parents who decline to seek medical treatment for their children. The legislature has repeatedly made efforts to and failed to agree upon changing the law, which allows parents to let their children die if they believe it's God's will. Which is fucked up. Uh, Representative John Gannon of Boise previously said that he hopes to bring a bill to, legislat to legislative session that might lift the faith healing exemption. The session just began last week, so no such bill has been floated yet. This faith exemption, which exists in several states, should be ended now. People like this and those who let their kids die from preventable, preventable medical conditions do not need more loopholes to avoid accountability. This is when personal beliefs start being part of our public safety. Yeah, whatever happened to the part of the uh, what is it, the First Amendment that where we uh, don't make laws just for religious organizations? Well, that there, yeah, the, there will be no laws. Created respecting an establishment of any kind of religion. But they made a law specifically allowing them freedom to let their kids die. It's terrible. It's, because it's according to their religion to mm. let them die. Jesus told them it'd be fine. Mm. This is Mithrin, author of the ABCs of Science and Mormonism, as well as I Should Start a Cult, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Hello, ma'am. My goodness, you have such an attractive little garden here. Oh, thank you, young man. I just planted those flowers last week. My, how they grow. Yes, ma'am. We're from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, the Mormons. That's right. I'm, I'm Elder Young, and this is Elder White. Well, you two boys can just buck right off. Ma'am? Ma you heard me. Take that Book of Mormon and shove it so far up your righteous asses that you choke. Soul-soliciting pig fuckers. 
gosh. You and the Godless Revolution will be reassimilated in three, two, one. What else have you got for us this evening? Machu. Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> Louisville. Louisville. Ooh, good sluggers there. Yeah. A theme park depicting an ark, as described in the Bible, is battling with an advocacy group over whether public... I've never heard of that place. Whether pubic informations? Yeah. yeah. Whether public school field trips to the attraction are legal. Mm. The Courier Journal reports, the Freedom From Religion Foundation sent letters last month to more than a thousand public school districts in five states telling them field trips to the Ark Encounter in northern Kentucky are unconstitutional. The letters said it was unacceptable to expose a captive audience of impressionable students to the overtly religious atmosphere. Ark Encounter uh, founder Ken Ham responded by offering free admission to any public school that visits the park oh, on a field trip. Uh, so, that still doesn't make it constitu- constitutionally correct. Yeah, we'll wait. To, that's not the point. Yeah, the point is not spending money, money on it. The point is that you're going there at all. Yeah. public school kids and forcing them to get indoctrination. I mm-hmm. mean, it's almost like when the physics class in high school would take a trick to a uh, uh, Six Flags Great America. Did you say take a trick? Take a trip. Or they could have been doing <laughs> tricks. I don't know. It was pretty close to Chicago. Uh, going to uh, Six Flags Great America, big amusement park. And uh, the excuse was, we're testing out the rides for physics. Right. We're, they'll take like little instruments to read how many G-forces they're doing <laughs> on each roller coaster. And I mean, it's just a good excuse to go to an amusement park for a field trip, but you got to make it educational. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they, I think in some sense they could argue this is educational, but the problem is it's indoctrinational as well. Th- that, and when you go to a museum, I think it's supposed to be an actual like accredited museum. Like we could go to an art museum, an accredited like art museum for art class to look at art, mm-hmm. but we probably couldn't go and just stare at graffiti down the street and do that for class. I guess it depends on the context. Yeah. You know, and and maybe even a trip to the Ark Park would be okay, depending on the context. Like, if it's, this is what some people believe, this is what other people believe. Like, if it's maybe a religious studies class. Or if they just said, everyone who points and laughs at Ken Ham gets an A. Everyone just stand here until he comes by. (laughs) Or if you're just going through uh, Greek mythology and English class, you go to the Ark Museum. Like, here's here's another form of mythology. (laughs) <laughs> I'm I'm hoping to be able to go and see that the American Atheist Convention is going to be in Cincinnati this year, which okay. is right there next to or close to the Ark Park, and I'm hoping to be able to go there. But the government shutdown has kind of thrown a bit of a yeah. wrench into those works. Well, I haven't. I have like I I've gone to every American Atheists Convention since. 2014, I oh. believe. And well, that was my first one, and it was here yeah. in Utah. So I went to that one, and when I was serving as president for Atheists of Utah, and have gone every year since, and am really hoping that I get to go to this upcoming one, but I have not been able to book a hotel or flights or anything because I haven't been paid it, for a month it, now. Because it costs money. And we have our. Next paycheck that is due, you know, the, the the period ended and we're supposed to be paid on Monday is when I would typically receive my okay. paycheck. Of course, that's when the government is open and it is not. So mm-hmm. this will be my second missed paycheck with no sign yet of 
an end to the shutdown. We, we so. might be open in six months. It's getting to be <laughs> fucking hairy, man. And like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to grow more and more concerned all the time. It's, it's, it's made things fairly tense around the house for the past yeah. month or so. Um, but that, that story goes along really well with this one that we've got from the friendly atheist that says that an Indiana GOP legislator sponsors a bill to teach creationism in public schools. Again, Republicans, what the fuck is wrong with Republicans? Why are they the church of God? They're, they're the well, part, they're the, they're, they're the are. party of Jesus these days. And I, I don't like their excuse where you have to teach the controversy because there'd be a lot more controversies you'd have to teach then. Yeah, fuck. Are they going to include every single creation story ever considered? Nope. Throughout just, human history? Just theirs. Yeah, what about flat earth in, geolo- in uh, geography or whatever? Yeah. Or, yeah, in earth science. In earth science, yeah. Yeah, the, you know, the, let's talk about climate change versus climate denialism. And yeah. They'd be happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Uh, this says the Indiana State Senator Dennis Cruz is one of the most anti-science, pro-forced Christianity legislators in the country. This is a guy who co-authored a bill to require recitation of the Lord's Prayer in public schools, uh. wanted creationism taught in science classrooms, and tried making it illegal for kids to learn sex ed in school without their parents' permission. He's just full of horrible ideas. It has been an elected official since 1989, which is to say people keep uh. re-electing him because he's bad at what he does. No wonder he's trying to put forth the creationism bill again. And that's not the only thing, that's not the only disturbing thing about Senate Bill 373. There are actually three separate parts that need your attention. The first tells schools to put up a, quote, durable poster or framed picture that says, in God we trust. Why has it got to be durable? Because people, pr- you know those those rascally high school yeah. students. They can't walk straight down a hallway and keep knocking all the frames <laughs> off. And don't think you can get away with a small thing either. The bill specifies that the poster must be at least four inches in height by 15 inches in width and include print large enough to fill the dimensions established by this subdivision. Is is it is the only thing it's allowed to say is in God we trust? Because can you put a whole bunch of other words in there? Just a little tiny print. <laughs> the second says that any district offering elective classes that survey the religions of the world, say a comparative religions class, must include the study of the Bible. The third is perhaps the most troubling. The governing body of a school corpora- of a school corporation may require the teaching of various theories concerning the origin of life, including creationism science, or creation science, within the school corporation. He needs to learn what the word theory versus hypothesis is. Mm-hmm. Hi- what's hypothesis? Uh, that's, that's multiple a- hypotheses. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's also when you get a bunch of hippopotami in a, in, a, in a lake. Oh. Ooh, that's my favorite kind of pie. <laughs> you know, some Christians understand that teaching creationism is illegal because it's not science and it's just blatant promotion of one's religion, of one religion's mythology. They don't even push for that anymore. Even intelligent design hasn't worked. They usually say they want to teach the strengths and weaknesses of evolution as if any ignorance about the subject is proof that God did it. Yeah. Not Cruz. He's so old-fashioned he wants to break the law using the original iteration of anti-evolution propaganda. Even in even in Indiana, this likely won't get anywhere. In 2012, his procreationism bill got through the Senate after an amendment that allowed teachers to include creation myths from other faiths, including Islam, Buddhism, and Scientology, but that bill died in the House. 
There's no reason this should have any greater success. If it ever passes, the courts would have to overturn it immediately, which makes you wonder why Cruz keeps doing this. It's a waste of time. It's not science. It doesn't help students. Why bother? For the same reason Donald Trump keeps pushing for his idiotic border wall. He's trying to appease his base instead of doing anything substantive and evidence-based. The question is why Indiana keeps letting him get away with it. You see, I'm not opposed if a religious studies class is done in the right atmosphere at a school, but all the religions are given the same amount of time in the class. So it's not just going to go, hey, we're going to spend nine weeks on studying the Bible and then one week on all the other guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no, I have no problem, but I think, I think actually uh, it would be a comparative good. religions class should be mandatory because it would, it would get a lot of people out of their own religious yeah. bubble. Like I remember when I was young, like growing up as a Mormon kid here in Utah, I knew Mormonism was good. Every other religion was bad. Catholics are maybe okay because I knew a couple of them. <laughs> but that was that was about it. Like I I didn't know jack shit about other religions at all. And that would be the thing though, when they'd be taught, you can't teach them as if all these are evil and this one's good. Well, and and in my <laughs> and in my early upbringing, it was it was basically there are Mormons and there are Catholics and there are evil people and like I I had no idea about Buddhism, Sikhism, you know, Islam. Hindu, none of none of these other religions that are out there did I have an inkling about. I'd never even fucking heard of them. See, I had heard of all of them before I heard of Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Lucky you. Yeah. Oh, we should take like half of the military spending and put it all into into funding teachers and just have the starting elementary school teacher pay be 165,000 a year and watch how fast the elementary schools fill up with PhD professors. Oh yeah. Mm. And then everyone all of a sudden knows that all of this stuff is nonsense and bullshit and comparative religion will be taught appropriately and we won't yeah. have creation science and evolution will be understood. And well, hopefully other things will be taught correctly, like history. Well, I don't even know if we know what correct history is, but yeah, well, I mean, as as well as we know it. You know, I mean, as far as I remember, Dan Carlin teaches it, or what? Yes, <laughs> or George Carlin, whichever works better. Well, he's dead now. Hey, so. we got his we got his tapes. <laughs> uh, but no, because I can I I I can remember thinking or somewhere in my mind that being taught in elementary school that Christopher Columbus, you know, discovered that the world was round, sailed the ocean blue. Yeah, yeah. Like, I believe that for the longest time until I realized, oh, shit, he didn't do that. And that's a part of history that's been a fact for a long fucking time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, why didn't they, why do they, why do they still teach that when it's obviously not fucking true? And you teach it to young kids and fables yeah. and stories that are obviously fucking fake in school. Like, if you want to do the whole Santa Claus thing with kids at home, fine. But in school, I don't care if you're in elementary or what. I prefer spoon liquor. To Santa Claus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? Have you never heard of spoon liquor? No. What are you talking about? I think it's actually Danish. Ah. Spoon liquor? I don't know if it's Danish for sure, but there's a whole bunch of like, it might be, maybe it's Icelandic, Mm. but there's like a whole bunch of like pot liquor, window liquor, spoon liquor. (laughs) There's all, there's a whole fucking horde of them. Uh. All the liquors. All the liquors. Yeah. The liquor boys. (laughs) I've never heard of the spoon liquor. I'll have to, have to look that up, see if it is Danish, because that'd that'd be delightful. I'll be like, I think it might be Icelandic. Now that I think about it, but 
Oh, I was hoping it'd be Danish because then I'd be able to talk to Trace <laughs> and be like, you know, your people believe in a spoon <laughs> liquor. Like, like we got to lick everything in the house. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but no, it just, the, the whole concept of having to teach both sides and everything, yeah. that's, that's fucking nonsense. That's well. And, and you talked about, you know, uh, history and, and how do we decide what is real history and everything. When I was growing up and learning Utah history here, Going mm. to public school, it was all about the brave Mormon pioneers yeah, oh, yeah. who came here and settled this desolate wasteland, and they'd been, you know, chased out of every other. Which is basically, I mean, they had been chased. They, yeah, that's, that's they, a lot of they did their fair stuff, share right? of poking and provoking. Right, too, right, yeah. yeah. But you don't hear you don't hear about that kind no, of. No, they were pure victims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was growing up, and I don't know if they still teach it this way, but when I was growing up, it was the Mormons were just these poor persecuted victims. Yeah. Who had been chased out of everywhere because of their religious beliefs. Right. And Only because of that. Yeah. Yeah. The, there was nothing else. You know, n- they, they didn't teach us they about. They were just minding their own business. The Mountain Meadows Massacre. They didn't nah. teach us about, you know, how the church was founded and anything like that. It was all just about these brave and plucky Mormon pioneers and their, their hand carts, you know, moving westward into Utah and settling in this desert wasteland and. Brigham Young standing on the top of the hill and saying, this is the place. Yep. I know. I can't, I can't even tell you how many art projects and writing projects and everything classes with that we had to do about our pioneer ancestors or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't fucking have any, like I moved (laughs) here myself from Massachusetts. Yeah. We, uh, we got on a plane. Should I do mine about the Mayflower or something or. No, like even even just the the treatment of Native Americans in the country, because mm-hmm. our our Holocaust of Native Americans was more substantial than the Holocaust of Nazi Holocaust of World War Two. It's not really a Holocaust, yeah. but our genocide. wiping genocide wiping we wiped out their entire culture almost, and we're kind of like, oh yeah, just put that under the rug. But these people were really bad. It's like, yeah, we did kind of something that was kind of equally as bad we kind of murdered them and shoved them into places where they didn't really want to be and kind of like ghettos and yeah we weren't too nice and then we still do all kinds of all kinds of things to fuck with them these days like saying that you can only vote if you have a physical address at your residence and if you still speak your native tongue that's older than the english language probably uh you can't vote and we've we've set aside these these areas specifically for different tribes and said, this is your land. This is your sovereign territory. Unless we want to drill for oil there and then we're going to kick you out of there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to run a pipeline through it. Then fuck you. Or when a predominantly native American section of Utah finally gets a majority representation, to actually equally represent themselves in local office. The white people try to sue. Hmm. Well, what if the native Americans had decided that, they weren't going to take immigrants, and they were going to build a big fucking gorgeous, big, beautiful wall all across the border. That just, I'm so fucking. Yeah. I get so fucking tired of Donald Trump and Republicans in general. Like, fuck all of them. They're all fucking cowards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real A Theology, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. In order for any hypothesis to be veridical, meaning it can be true or false, it has to be falsifiable. There have to be things you can say about your hypothesis which, if true, would make it false. 
If, if we found a black polar bear, the statement all polar bears are white would be falsified, right? We haven't yet, which strengthens the hypothesis. So I would ask you, what kind of statements could be made which, if true, would prove theism false? If you can't do that, you don't even have, not only do you not have a coherent definition, you don't even have a coherent hypothesis of this being that you are arguing for. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. I have some bad news to relay. Mm-hmm. I was very disappointed when I saw this headline today. But not surprised with the current... God, you know, I'm still... I, I have to say that I am surprised that they actually fucking did this. But, I mean, I'm not... If it, if this were something that were just up to the current regime... Yeah. Then I wouldn't be surprised. But that it came from the Supreme Court of the United States, I am surprised well, that... I mean, based on, you know, uh, the history of other... Well, and nobody we'll, even we'll knows what we're it. talking yeah. about. Let's yet. get into it. <laughs> uh, the headline from the New York Times says, Supreme Court revives transgender ban for military mm -hmm. service. See, and this is the reason why they wanted to get someone like Kavanaugh on there. Mm-hmm. Another right-wing, yeah. super-conservative... Yeah. Gonna, gonna be hating on members of, of minorities. Yeah. Um, story says the Supreme Court on Tuesday granted the Trump administration's request to allow it to bar most transgender people from serving in the military while cases challenging the policy make their way to the court. The administration's policy reversed a 2016 decision by the Obama administration to open the military to transgender service members. It generally prohibits transgender people from military service, but makes exceptions for those already serving openly and those willing to serve, quote, in their biological sex. So what if you've had sexual reassignment surgery? And the thing is, and so your biological sex is now now different. matches what you 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 know your your own personal identity. Also, yeah. how does that? I mean, I know what they're trying to get at there, but I mean, so if somebody if somebody identifies as a different gender, is that not also biology? Yeah. Well, yeah. I I, I would I would fully yeah. agree with that and say yes, but I don't. I mean, think what would that's they say? That, what yeah. would they say it was uh, spiritual? Well, it's kind of uh, like you can biologically be male, but physically be presented as female without being transgender. Okay. There are cases where people like there was one where the woman didn't know until she was in her twenties, like, hey. She didn't uh, know she had a penis? Well, or? she didn't have a penis, but she had oh. testicles that were inside. Oh. And she didn't know non until... Non-descended testicles. Non-descended yeah. testicles, and she had a vagina, but she didn't realize until her 20s when she went to the doc, and she's like, hey, I haven't ever had a period or anything. <laughs> like, well, because you don't have ovaries. You have testicles. Testicles and a vagina. Yeah, and a vagina. Hmm. That's why when they, people go, there's only two sexes, I'm like, no, actually, no, there, there's, there's yeah. variations on it. There yeah. is... You can have some screw-ups in your X and Y chromosome, and... And present as female, like you produce testosterone and estrogen, so you develop breasts, but you also produce testosterone because you have those guys, and your body's all out of whack. I'm going to do a hard <laughs> edit for screw-ups and insert differences. Go ahead. What? Who? Huh? <laughs> I'm lost. Are you? Yes. What? He said you could have some screw-ups in your chromosomes, and so I just said I'm going to do oh. a hard edit for oh. For differences. <laughs> I got you. Okay. Uh, yeah. God doesn't make mistakes, Ryan. Well, <laughs> it might not have been a mistake, but it was a cruel <laughs> trick. Uh, going back to the story, the vote 
to lift two injunctions blocking the policy issued by lower courts was 5-4, to four, with the Supreme Court's five conservative members in the majority. Lawyers questioning the new policy said there was no need to enforce it while the cases challenging it moved forward. Quote, Transgender people have been serving openly in all branches of the United States military since June 2016, including an active duty, including on active duty in combat zones, their brief said. Transgender individuals have been permitted to enlist in the military since January 2018. The government has presented no evidence that they're doing so harms military readiness, effectiveness, or lethality, the brief said, which is the most important part there. Gotta well, be able to kill people. Well, I mean, we let our drones do most of that nowadays. <laughs> In granting stays of injunctions issued by federal court or federal district court judges in California and Washington state, the justices in the majority may have been influenced by the complaint that the by the administration that lower courts have been able to frustrate its policies by the issuance of injunctions applying to the entire country. It is with great reluctance that we seek such emergency relief in this court. Solicitor General Noel J. Francisco wrote, unfortunately, this case is part of a growing trend in which federal district courts, at the behest of particular plaintiffs, have issued nationwide injunctions, typically on a preliminary basis, against major policy initiatives. Because that's how you keep a madman in check? Yeah. Such injunctions previously were rare, but in recent years they have become routine, he wrote. In less than two years, federal courts have issued 25 of them blocking a wide range of significant policies involving national security, national defense, immigration, and domestic issues. Hmm. I wonder why it's only been in the last two years, maybe because there's a madman. (laughs) (laughs) The administration also asked the justices to hear immediate appeals from the two trial court rulings blocking the policy before before the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit in San Francisco rules on whether to affirm one of them. But the court turned down those requests without comment. Advocates for transgender rights welcomed the court's decision not to hear the appeals from the trial courts, which could have led to an expedited decision on the administration's policy. Quote, In declining to hear these cases, the Supreme Court saw through the administration's contrived efforts to gin up a national crisis, said Jennifer L. Levi, the director of the Transgender Rights Project of GLBTQ Legal Advocates and Defenders. Unfortunately, she added, The court's stay of the lower court's preliminary orders means that courageous transgender service members will face discharges while challenges to the ban go forward. The Trump administration's cruel obsession with ridding our military of dedicated and capable service members because they happen to be transgender defies reason and cannot survive legal review. The transgender policy announced on Twitter by the president and refined by Defense Secretary Jim Mattis is complicated, and there is some dispute about its precise effect and timing. Broadly speaking, transgender people already serving openly may continue to serve once the injunctions are lifted. But those who seek to transition or serve openly afterward, that happens... I'm sorry, but those who seek to transition or serve openly after that happens risk discharge. After that happens... Oh! Jesus yeah. Christ, after that happens, happens. risk discharge. discharge. Yeah, there should have been a punctuation there. Yeah, that, that was awkwardly or, worded or, yeah. Um, maybe it's just because I'm actually, tired. Actually, happens doesn't even need to be in that sentence. After that, yes. after that risk. Yeah, after that, risk discharge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Supreme Court's rules say it will review a federal trial court's ruling before an appeals court has spoken only upon a showing that the case is of such imperative public importance as to justify the deviation from normal ap- 
normal appellate practice and to require immediate determination in, in this court. This case satisfies that standard, Mr. Francisco wrote. It involves an issue of imperative public importance, the authority of the U.S. military to determine who may serve in the nation's armed forces. End quote. He told the justices that prompt action was required to ensure that the Supreme Court could, could rule before its term ends in June. The alternative, he said, was to defer Supreme Court arguments in the matter to the term that starts in October, with a decision probably not coming until 2020. Carrie Kupek, a Justice Department spokeswoman, welcomed the Supreme Court's revival of the policy. We're pleased the Supreme Court granted stays in these cases, clearing the way for the policy to go into effect while litigation continues, she said. The Department of, of Defense has the authority to create and implement personnel policies it has determined are necessary to best defend our nation. In a statement released Tuesday, a Pentagon spokesman said that the program was not a complete ban and that the transgender troops would be treated with respect and dignity. Sure they will. Yeah, just like they're being treated now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they've been treated historically and throughout this entire process of maybe you're just fucking weird enough that we can't even allow you to be in our military. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it is critical, the spokeswoman, Lieutenant Colonel Carla M. Gleason, said that the Defense Department be permitted to implement policy personnel policies that it t determines are necessary to ensure the most lethal and combat effective fighting force in the world. They keep emphasizing the lethal. Yeah. Well, well you, I guess it is the military. It's, it's, I mean, that's kind and of its kind whole of purpose. Whole point is to, yeah. It's it's what they do, man. And we're not. It's not a humanitarian branch of service. That's their gerb. Uh, the department's proposed policy, she said, is based on professional military judgment. But of course, it was professional military judgment for quite a while that if you were gay, you shouldn't yeah. be able to serve in the military. Some veterans groups said the Supreme Court's move would complicate the jobs of military commanders who lead transgender service members. Based on earlier policy, they've openly declared themselves transgender, and now we're going to kick them out for being honest, only to possibly see this ban reversed at a future time, said, Jan, said John Soltz, an Iraq war veteran who is now chairman of VoteVets.org, a liberal veter veterans advocacy group. The Supreme Court has made it harder for every commander in the military today. They're literally going to have to look at some of the best troops we have and kick them out for being honest about who they are. Rather than, I mean, really what this policy will do will drive people who are transgender back into a closet, right? Yeah. And that, <clears throat> that is actually harmful to our, to our fighting workforce because then if anybody finds out that's something that they can hold against them, hold over their head and use as compromising information if they want to blackmail somebody, right? You can't, you can't serve in our military and be open and honest about it or you'll be kicked out. So you have to hide that fact if you want to serve in the military, which means that then you have something that can be used to blackmail you in the future. Yeah. And well, in the, in the trans women who I've talked to that are ex-military, that when they went in, they were male. And they were like, the reason why I joined the military is because I wanted to prove I was a man and mm. do the most testosterone The most manly man thing, thing that all men could ever manly do. And join the military and try to go to a combat unit or become a fighter pilot or, you know, be a Navy SEAL. Like, there's been two Navy SEALs that have come up being like, yeah, I'm, I'm transgender. I'm yeah. a woman. Yeah. Because. This is an interesting thing. Uh, typically, like, I, you know, if you think of, like, Middle Ages Britain. You would think, oh, okay, that's, you know, short, brutal lives. And, um, you know, they were really not 
exactly progressive in their ideas and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been watching this show called History Cold Case, and they're just like a team of awesome doctors and anthropologists or whatever okay. that, you know, find um, skeletons or whatever and then put the whole story back together. But anyway, there was a battle that happened in York. And this was, I don't know, I, I don't remember the exact date. But was it say, over Peppermint Patty? Let's say 1300, yes. <laughs> oh, the Peppermint Patty Battle of York. The Battle of York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but say like 1300. And one of the skeletons was a man, and he was buried in exactly the same grave, in exactly the same way, the same style as everybody else. He had a congenital birth defect that meant that his elbow was fused at 90 degrees. And his knee was fused on the opposite side at 90 degrees back, going back. So it's, his a, femur will go straight down. His knee was bent straight back. Ugh. And he was a soldier. And he was a soldier. He was there with the other with the other uh, soldier. I mean, I nobody knows exactly what his role was. Yeah. But but the point is that this is a guy you you'd find his skeleton and think, well, I can't think of anything he'd be doing in medieval London except maybe begging on the streets and live a a short, miserable life, probably riddled with syphilis and then die young. Nope. He was in the military. He was treated just like everybody else. He was buried in honor just like everybody else. The whole thing. And we can't even figure out if if our people are people. (laughs) (laughs) We're less civilized than medieval Britain. Yeah. And especially when we have a time right now where we have less and less people willing to serve. Yeah. And that's, I'd imagine that's going to keep going down. Yeah. And I've heard some. And it should too, because we don't, we have way too many. Well, I've heard some of the recruiter advice at a thing on it with talking recruiters like, yeah, it's kind of this political climate we have right now makes people not want to serve. So we're having to like open it up like, oh, we'll forgive your felony. (laughs) <laughs> you have you have all of these major health problems we can overlook those yeah. i remember when i when i was looking into joining the military before i was told that it was not going to happen for me uh one of the recruiters that i spoke with said that i should be sure to not tell anybody in the recruiting process that i had that i'd had a knee surgery okay. and that i had knee problems yeah or that I was colorblind. Like, <laughs> if you can pass the test, that's all that matters. Like you don't have to tell them you're colorblind if you can pass the test. And most people do just fine. You you'll you'll be fine. And I was like, maybe hey, not. a lot of things depend you, you, on colors. You're telling like, me I should lie in order to get in. That's not like way I think things should work. Like if you had to go and work with you know large munitions, you might go to load a dummy munition on an aircraft. And since you're colorblind, you can't read the color stripes on it, so you load live ammo on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That'd be bad. That'd be really bad. Really bad. That'd be really, really bad. Yeah. I can't well, I I totally understand why a lot of people who've been like, I don't want to serve underneath a maniac. Yeah. Like my commander in chief is a loose cannon fucking idiot who doesn't know jack shit about anything he spouts off about while he's sitting on his gold fucking toilet at 4 a.m. Yep. tweeting bullshit. So, yeah, I don't I don't want to join the military anymore. I'll I'll go do something else. I don't I, I don't can't blame him. No. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh based on earlier policy, they openly declared themselves transgender. 
And now we're going to kick them out for being honest, only to possibly we've already read that part. Yeah. Aaron Belkin, the director of the Palm Center, a research and advocacy group that focuses on sexuality in the military, said the military officials retain discretion over personnel policies. While it is unfortunate that the Supreme Court has allowed military discrimination to be reinstated, it's critical to understand that the military is not required and has no need to reinstate the transgender ban, which would cause destabilizing whipsaws in personnel policy, Mr. Belkin said. The Defense Department should not reinstate the transgender ban, he said, because it would undermine readiness, cause significant disruptions and uncertainty, deprive the military of much-needed talent, and wreak havoc with the lives of and careers of the 14,700 transgender troops bravely protecting our nation's security. And that's just the ones who have come out. Yeah. That's the 14,700 in our military who have been brave enough to come out. Yeah. Not saying that the others are not brave if they haven't come out, but these people have come out. Like, that's the military population of an entire base. 14,700. I wonder how many people are at Hill, do you know? Offhand? Uh, Hill, well, including civilians, uh, it was somewhere around 20,000. And that's civilians, like contractors and shit well, like just that. Well, like, like, like when, I, when I was got out of the military, I was a civilian work, worker there, a federal employee. Okay. Uh, because the Air Force has taken a lot of those jobs that used to be military jobs and made them civilian jobs. Yeah. Hmm. You're talking uh, like a federal employee civilian? Yeah, federal employee civilian where, yeah. you know, it used to be a huge civil engineering group there, but they kind of went, well, CE will deploy, so they send them to bases that deploy a lot. And they're like, we're going to hire civilians to do all the maintenance and work on bases that are hiring military personnel to do all the work and maintenance on the base. Hmm. Jody Davis, a transgender woman who was trying to join the Ohio National Guard, said she found it absurd that she may not be able to since she had already served for eight years. She joined the National Guard at 17 and became a sergeant in an armor crew. Now 48 and a nurse, she wants to rejoin the Guard as a part-time officer and social worker. It's ironic, she said. I've already proved myself and now they say I'm disqualified. As part of her year-long effort, she lost 53 pounds and, resub and submitted reams of medical records. I might be able to slip in just under the wire before the ruling takes effect, she said. If so, it will provide a bit more stability for my family, but that's not why I'm doing it. I want to serve my country again. Hmm. And that's just it, is that these transgender people want, want to, to serve their yeah. country and are being told, no, no, we don't think you're quite up to snuff. Yeah, we kind of did the same thing with African-Americans. I mean, all the way through Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Well, just kind of being, well, even though, well, no, Vietnam, they're integrated, but I mean, having segregated groups where it's like, hey, we want to serve like, okay, you're not quite as, as good as, as the white man is. So you can serve, but you got to be behind the lines and you can be a cook and we'll make whole divisions just of black people. You have your own base. You'll be completely separated from everybody else and you won't really get to do anything, but equal. <laughs> yay! <laughs> Separate cannot be equal. No. That's the whole, like. If they're equal, then there's no need to be separate. Ah, it's kind of fucked too, because it's like, it's like, they're like, okay, well actually, you know what? You don't have to worry about it anymore. You can just be open, openly trans in the military. That's fine. And then a few, few years later, we're like, oh yeah, fucking never mind, And don't even try to hide it. Cause now we know who you are. You've been out for the last few years, yeah. <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? Well, and well, and it's, it's, it seems like a schizophrenic response to a policy, right? Where you say initially that transgender people cannot serve in the military. 
And then you change policy and say, okay, well, yeah, transgender people can serve openly in our military now. That's that's just fine. And then Trump comes along and says, no, 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 no. We need to we need to ban those transgender people because we don't even know. You don't know. Well, because you Obama. Are you talking to yeah, that's a man or woman? I don't know. You don't know. I don't know if I should grab him by the pussy because I don't know if they have a pussy, right? That's probably his biggest fear. He's going to grab it's, him by the pussy and find a dick. It's very, very confusing. And I don't know what to do. I don't know who to grab or if it's okay. I don't want a handful of junk in my <laughs> in my tiny little mitts when I go to grab a pussy and it's not a pussy. It's very confusing. And a lot of people have told me, a lot of people, a lot of people have come to me and they've said, hey, we need to do something. And so I did it. And it's, and it's wonderful. And it's the best policy ever put in place by any president before. It's probably a Pence policy. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. If he was the one backing this for sure, but it's it like I say, it seems or schizophrenic that, that you you know you can't do it and then you can mm-hmm. and then yeah. oh no you can't and then oh no you can't still but those of you who came out when we said you could well you can stay but everybody else has to stay in the closet to get the fuck out. Uh, the, the thing I find to be weird or or kind of sucky for the transgender community, uh, they basically took all the heat off of the uh, gay community because I bet if 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 this never happened. If they were never allowed to serve openly and this wasn't an ongoing thing, they'd be going after the homosexuals. They'd be trying the to ban, again. yeah, they'd be yeah. trying to ban gay the, people from the, serving. Uh, uh, don't ask, don't tell would be back in place again and all that shit. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I don't understand any arguments against, against transgender people serving. And I don't understand why for the party that was all up in arms losing their fucking minds, over the idea of transgender people using the bathrooms with mm-hmm. which they identify, right? And now they're saying that you can serve if you serve as your biological sex. So let's say that I'm a, I'm a trans man serving in the military. And now they're going to want me to go to the female, the female bathrooms. Yep. Well, they're forcing me to do the fucking thing they were losing their fucking minds about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Six there's, months ago. There's so many levels to hypocrisy here, too, because not only that level, which I didn't even think of, but you're absolutely right. But but also they're the party that claims to be closely tied to the military, patriotism, war. You know, everyone should we serve love our troops. Value. We love our yeah. troops. Yeah, so yeah. Support the troops, all that stuff. And now they're saying, well, actually, we don't even we don't even, you're not even good enough for the for to go die. You know what I mean? Like you, it's it's weird that they wouldn't. No, only straight, I don't know. Only, I mean, only straight it, cis Christians can go die for this country. <laughs> is it that? Do you think it's a matter of the of the military's too sacred for the for the sinners? No, it's their religion, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all of these Christian fucking religious nuts who think who who basically they're they're doing what we would want them to do in most cases, trying to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. But they're not putting themselves in the shoes of the transgender person serving in the military. They're put, they're trying to imagine, okay, if I, if me, Mr. Christian religious politico, you know, me, me, the Christian religious politician, if I were in the military, who would I want to serve with and who would I not want to serve with? And what would make me comfortable and what would make me uncomfortable? Uh, And if I were in the military, if I were serving in our military, which I didn't do because I had bone spurs, it was really horrible, people. I I tell you, I wanted to serve. I really did, but I couldn't. 
But if I were to serve in the military, I wouldn't want some freaky dicky somebody next to me that I wasn't sure, like I say, if I can grab him by the pussy or not. It's it's not that they're able to put themselves into somebody else's shoes who doesn't have all of the privilege that they've enjoyed their entire life. Yeah. They're still inserting themselves into that situation yeah. with their existing privilege. Right. And saying, well, no, if I was in the situation of what I imagine every other service member to be, well, I wouldn't want to serve with these people because it would make me uncomfortable because I think they're icky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so ev even when they attempt compassion, they do that wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they can't there there's no they they can't experience empathy with somebody who doesn't have the same privileges that they've that they've enjoyed their entire life. I right? think that means they don't have empathy. <laughs> because they're all they're doing is imagining themselves. True, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And all I know is that if I were on a battlefield and I was in trouble stuck someplace or we needed help, I don't give a fuck if you're a man, a woman, transgender, whatever. If you're coming to help and you're fucking helping, mm. that's all that fucking matters. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> like, who's gonna... My name's Paula. Let's get you out of here, soldier. Yeah. Well, Who fucking cares? Uh, <laughs> okay. Give me a piggyback. Paula, well, uh, well, that's an interesting name. <laughs> I was, I was oh, watching... I'm not touching your hand. I'll stay here and die. <laughs> I was watching a thing on Netflix with the Medal of Honor recipients and one of them, one of the guys from Afghanistan, the one of the most recent ones that lived through the incident and the guys are all saying, like, yeah, we hated him. We hated this guy. He, goes, he was always, like, by the books, really fucking stern, like, kind of like an eight-up asshole fucking military guy. Because when our base got overran, he was the guy that was fucking picking guys up and running them back to trucks and, you know, doing stuff under fire. Like, he was the guy you he wanted. He was G.I. Joe. He was, he was the guy you wanted there. He was the guy that would, even though we ridiculed him and made fun of him, he was the guy that would do anything for any of us that day. And he, he became Forrest Gump. He saved our pretty much, <laughs> except for Lieutenant Dan. One of the guys that he tried to rescue fucked him up for a long time because I guess he picked the guy up and brought him back. And that guy had a radio on him. He's trying to save that guy's life. And that's the one guy that died. And he was watching him get shot while he's like, I need to go get him. They're like, no, don't go. And he said, fuck it. I'm going to go grab him. Mm. But it was a, it was a base and it was a pretty, it was a pretty big story. It was on the news a lot because. It was a base where there's like 30 guys on it and 200 Taliban surrounded it in the mountains and just fucking opened fire on the place and killed a whole bunch of them. Rained hell on for, them? Yeah, for a few hours until they can get back up in there. And the guys were all like, that was the worst fucking place to put a base. At the bottom of a valley, in the middle of fucking Taliban We're going to put territory. you in the bottom of this bowl. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to basically strip any tactical advantage yep. that you may have in this area because that's military thinking <laughs> military intelligence my name is dr karen garst i am the author of women beyond belief discovering life without religion i also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com you can find me on facebook at faithless feminist and twitter i'm at karen underscore garst and you are listening to the Godless Revolution. How about a bowl of chili? Hot one. Be right there. Antichrist will be a woman in a man's body with seven heads and seven tails. Ain't that to go. 
If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Okay, we got three stories to round out the evening. Yeah. We're going to be talking about local incel here in Utah, Karen Pence, who's not liked. Probably... She she's 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 one of the two worst pences that I know of. She's evil with a smile <laughs> on her face. And we'll leave you with a lighter story yeah. to end. But first we want to talk about here locally. This this story was brought to my attention by the wonderful Megan Kennedy uh on her religious education yeah. series Facebook page. Go like it. Yes, it's good. It's good. She shares a lot of good stuff. Um this says it the this comes to the comes to us from the Salt Lake Tribune. The headline says, man arrested in Provo after threatening to kill women because he'd never had a girlfriend. That's not their problem. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you might have a personality defect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the story says that a 27-year-old man was arrested in Provo on Saturday after police said he made threats toward women. Fox 13, our local Fox affiliate, yep. reports that according to court documents released by the Utah County Sheriff's Office, police in Colorado contacted dispatch officials with the Provo Police Department early Saturday. Colorado police told Provo police that Christopher Wayne Cleary, I think the middle name Wayne probably well, is a good indication that you're a terrible person. What was what was that whole th- the whole uh, uh, maturing candidate theory? I don't know. There's what? like a theory like with like serial like murderers like if they John use, Wayne Gacy like John Wayne if they use all three names they're like and if Wayne is the middle name then well, no no it was saying like like <laughs> like John Wilkes Booth mm. but then if you go to uh like Lee Harvey Oswald they're all maturing candidates and if you list some people off they have just have two names George Walker Bush <laughs> yeah he's <a> maturing candidate <laughs> um I think it's that it's just that they use all three of seri- like killers' names to distinguish them from other Lee Oswalds and John Gacy's. Yeah. Well, then what was Hitler's middle name? Because I've met a lot of Adolfs. Actually, I have. Have you? No, I <laughs> yeah, haven't. I don't, I don't I think that's have. a very popular name these days. Oh, so just funny side note on that since I just said it. Uh-huh. Uh, oh yeah, the yeah. 30s Germany is hilarious. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the guy I've been working with that owns Matt's Rods and Restorations, the guy that we're trying to partner up with, mm-hmm. um, his last name is Fuhrer. Is Matt, what? Matt Fuhrer. Fuhrer? Like F-U-H-R-E-R? Or Fuhrer? Similar. Fuhrer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's not what his name was. That's what it got shortened to when his family came over to the U.S. Whoops! Hitler came in power, and they already had the name. So he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, my grandfather got made fun of in school really bad during mein World Fuhrer. War II. Because yeah. his name was Fuhrer. <laughs> it's like, it was bad. What an unfortunate last name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but the police in Colorado contacted dispatch officials with Provo Police early Saturday and said that Christopher Wayne Cleary, 27, had been making threats on Facebook saying he was going to, quote, kill as many girls as I see, end quote. Huh. Well, since he's never seen one, that's... Uh, oh, I'm sure he's seen yeah. plenty. Or pictures of plenty, anyway. Provo Police said in a post on Cleary's Facebook, Provo Police said a post on Cleary's Facebook said he was, quote, planning on shooting up a public place soon and being the next mass shooter, end quote, because he was a virgin and had never had a girlfriend and he would, quote, 
make it right by killing as many girls as I see. How does that make it, it right? It doesn't. How does it make it right that you haven't had a girlfriend, so you're going to kill as many girls as you possibly can? And if he really doesn't want to be a virgin anymore, there's whorehouses in Nevada. You can buy a Russian bride. So being that we're in Utah and he's in Provo, Utah in yeah. particular, what do you think the chances are that this fucking idiot is a Mormon? Good, but what? what how does the Colorado thing tie in? I don't know. I'm curious to know that as well. Maybe it says here in the story. Uh, officers said they were able to track Cleary to a McDonald's in Provo. Oh, geez. Using an IP address with the help of FBI agents in Colorado. Oh, okay. So it was an F probably the FBI branch in Colorado that was tracking yeah. it. Or yeah, yeah. According to court documents, an FBI agent and members of the Utah County Major Crimes Task Force took Cleary into custody. When investigators interviewed him, police said Cleary admitted to writing the post but had since deleted it because he was receiving threats. Well, you're threatening <laughs> to kill all the women you see, yet sure to get you a date. He's so brave, right? Like, uh, first he's never had a girlfriend, then he decides he's going to kill girls because he's never had a girlfriend, then he gets threats because he's threatened to kill people and takes his post down. In his Tinder profile, probably said, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Probation officers in Colorado told Provo police that Cleary had made similar threats in their jurisdiction. Ah, okay. Cleary was booked into the Utah County Jail under suspicion of one count of threat of terrorism, a first-degree felony, and violation of probation. Ooh, what was he on I probation I wonder what he was on for? probation for, yes. Probably stalking a woman. And he's 27 years old and has never had a girlfriend. Well. Clearly, clearly some major character defects. Oh, is that his picture his, there? Yeah. Oh, geez. He looks like a winner. I don't know why he hasn't had a girlfriend. Yeah. Well, and with thoughts like these, obviously he's well put together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Clearly stable. Well not, adjusted. Not entitled or narcissistic. Yeah. So, uh. so that's some, that's some wackiness from here in the, in the Utahs. It's kind of, it's kind of what we're known for. <laughs> that and pyramid schemes and Mormons. Yep. And oil. Same thing. And <laughs> <laughs> You'll give 10% of your tithing and then you find, find five more to give 10% of their tithing <laughs> more, or their, their income to tithing and you go to celestial heaven. Mo Mormonism is a Mayan pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next story. It comes to us from the Huffington Post. Headline says, Karen Pence is working at a school that bans LGBTQ employees and kids. Go figure. The school discriminates against LGBTQ people in its job application and says LGBTQ kids aren't welcome, HuffPost has discovered. Karen Pence, wife of Vice President Mike Pence, started a job this week teaching art at Emanuel Christian School in Northern Virginia. What? A Christian school in Northern Virginia doesn't like LGBTQ people? <laughs> Not surprised. I, that's, I'm shocked. Shocked, really? Ryan. No. <laughs> in a, in a I parent. Mean, I mean, I, I, I could see you expecting it in Southern Virginia and expecting Northern Virginia to be more like the North. Oh. But it's not how it works. Okay. Virginia's all racist. 
All, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody in Virginia, <laughs> fuck you, Virginia. You're I'm all sorry. racist. I, I was trying to make a, According a to joke Mr. where I had no clue where it was going, and that did not go over anywhere well at all. So, so all I, the best I, jokes I, are made. I, I apologize. In a parent agreement posted online, the school says it will refuse admission to students who participate in or condone homosexual activity. HuffPost learned through an investigation into discriminatory discriminatory administration's policies. I mean, I agree they shouldn't be engaging that activity at work, but neither should heterosexuals. What? Uh, what? What said they to, to not engage in homosexual activities? At school? That's where I would assume they're talking. Oh, okay. But they're not. Well, no, I mean, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, if they were if they were going well, and then it shouldn't be limited to just homosexual. Like it should be yeah. sexual activity. Period. Yeah, but this is this is limiting in their whole entire lifestyles. What this yeah, is basically right. being written for. Where yeah, yeah. If a policy is being written for you to follow at your work, it should be followed at your work. Right. Being like, yeah, you cannot drink at work. You're free to drink at home, but we'd really appreciate it if you stayed sober at work. Like, we'd really appreciate yeah. it if you could be sober at work. It's kind of like we'd really appreciate it if you don't have sex at school. Here in here in the factory, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, we know we make beer, <laughs> but don't drink it. <laughs> don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> uh, the 2018 employment application also makes candidates sign a pledge not to engage in homosexual activity or violate the quote unique roles of male and female. Moral conduct, moral misconduct, which violates the bona fide, the bona fide occupational qualifications for employees includes, but is not limited to, such behaviors as the following. Heterosexual activity outside of marriage, for example, premarital sex, cohabitation, extramarital sex, homosexual or lesbian sexual activity, polygamy, transgender identity, any other violation of the unique roles of male and female, sexual harassment, Use or viewing of pornographic material or websites. Holy fuck! Says the application. <laughs> this, this is this is probably the kind of shit that you know is why Mike Pence has to have his wife with him if there's <laughs> another woman in the room. Like yeah. he can't be alone in a room with a woman because he'll look at her tatas. The application said the school believes quote marriage unites one man and one woman. And that, quote, a wife is commanded to submit to her husband as the church submits to Christ. Oh, fuck. The application asks potential employees to explain their view of the, quote, creation slash evolution debate. This is a school yeah. where they're teaching. It's private, though, right? Air quotes, teaching yeah. people. Uh, if I were that applicant, it's I'd be It's private, like, though, isn't it? Uh, Emmanuel Christian school. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be. If it's, it's a, a fucking Christian church school. Yeah. yeah. It's a church is what it is. Yeah. But if you're a Christian, you just answer that last question going, there is no debate, only God. <laughs> and you answer that for every other question. God said it. I believe it. That's yeah. it. The parent agreement asks parents to cooperate in its biblical morality policy. Under this policy, parents are to acknowledge the sanctity of marriage as a strictly heterosexual practice. Families who condone practice or support sexual immorality, homosexual activity, or bisexual activity go against the principles of the school per the document. Yeah, but they're not going to the school. Karen Pence has been married to Mike Pence <sighs> since 1985. In response to requests for comment on the school's hiring practices and admission policies, a, a spokesperson for Mrs. Pence noted that she also previously taught at the school for 12 years 
while her husband was in Congress. The couple's daughter, Charlotte Pence, attended the school according to the school's website. Mm, go figure. Quote, It's absurd that her decision to teach art to children at a Christian school and the school's religious beliefs are under attack, said Kara Brooks, spokeswoman for the second lady. No, it's not, what's absurd is that a fucking school thinks these are appropriate things to be teaching people and that they should have the power to say, you can't even believe in these things if you want to work here or send your kids here. That's, that's the part that's absurd that, that in the 21st century, we're having this fucking argument still. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually kind of surprised the vice president's wife is allowed to work. Yeah. Because the president's wife is not allowed to work while he's in office. What? Yeah. The, like like when the president, his wife, the first lady, uh-huh. isn't allowed to have a job. It's probably security reasons and all that stuff. Being like, hey, we can't have you just working at a school because. That's like a law? That's a thing? That's a thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. The, fir- the first first wife. You done taught me something to not is, Ryan. Is not allowed I'm to gonna hold. I'm going to have to double check it. But... A job because <laughs> I'm, I'm betting it just has to do with security. Yeah. yeah. I mean. That raises security concerns. Yeah, especially kind of like, hey, we have to we have to pat down every kid coming into school every day, or what's coming in from the, everybody. Every basically, yeah. yeah. Um, Emmanuel Christian School, which is private, did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Karen Pence will reportedly teach at the school twice a week until May. Hmm. In Virginia and dozens of other states, it is legal for private employers to discriminate on the basis of sexual and gender identity. Quote, I am excited to be back in the classroom and doing what I love to do, Pence said in a statement per USA Today. Make other people feel less than. And eat the crayons. (laughs) I have missed teaching art. However, at least one LGBTQ rights group has already slammed the news of Pence's employment at Emmanuel Christian. Quote, Why not teach at a school that welcomes everyone instead of choosing one that won't serve LGBTQ kids, kids of LGBTQ parents, said Jody Winteroff, senior vice president for policy and political affairs at the Human Rights Campaign in a statement to HuffPost. I I really like the Human Rights Campaign. Uh, I I like HRC. I am not a big fan of Equality Utah here locally. Because they they snubbed us that one time? Well, not just us. They're just... Troy is kind of a fucking dick. He's a dick and he's still kowtows and does what he can to placate the fucking Mormon bigots here in the state. And that really rubs me the wrong fucking way. Um, yeah, I got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> when I teach at a school that welcomes everyone, uh, the, the Pences never seem to miss an opportunity to show their public service only extends to some. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, I got, I, there were, uh, there were all these memories of, of Equality Utah <laughs> bullshit in the past that have, that came swimming to the surface that I was like, no, it's not just because of that. It's because of this and this yeah. and this. Well, because my first interaction was with Matt with them, where they yeah. said, "Oh, you're." Oh fuck! I totally forgot about that at the Pride yeah, Festival. Yeah, right? Oh, you guys yeah. are with the atheists. We can't talk to you. Yeah, they're like, no. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Equality Utah. I, I am. I, I've been done with them for a while because they're just they're regressive. They 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 hold themselves hold themselves out and you know say that they're there for equality for all i mean that's it's in their name right it's equality utah yeah 
but not if you're non-religious and not if you're going to be saying anything bad about the Mormon church that has been subjugating everybody else who's not Mormon in this state since they fucking arrived here. Especially gay people. Yeah. And it just, oh my God, I, I, we could do a whole fucking show on why I hate equality. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So if anybody out there in our listening audience is in Utah or contributes to Equality Utah, please don't anymore. Give your money to HRC or one of any other. If you want, send me a message and I'll give you a list of other groups here locally that you can contribute to instead of Equality Utah because fuck them. Don't bend over backwards to the church. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting all, I'm getting all aggro now. (laughs) Well, I mean, we got another story that might make you less aggro. Yeah. But more in a weird way. More in a weird way. This is the story that we'll close tonight out with because we want to leave you a little bit giggly, a little happy, something Smiles, on the lighter side. Or just disgusted. Some some pseudoscience. Uh, this, uh, this comes to us from Gizmodo. Or Gizmodo. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> the headline says, man injects 18 doses, in air quotes, of semen into arm to cure back pain. Ends up in hospital. I'm just curious on what 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 is considered a dose. I too am curious. I'm guessing it's uh one ejaculate. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Matt's, Matt's distracting us. Daniel with, just barely sent that to me. Matt's distracting us with a with a meme that is very funny that you'll have to now send me so I can post it in the oh, okay. Revolution community. Yeah, yeah. So, so everybody about. So everybody will know what we're laughing about. I'll do. Uh, but, uh, this says, story says that in a new case study, Irish doctors report the baffling case of a 33 year old, a 33 year old man yep. injected his own semen intravenously for a year and a half, Ugh. a self-developed quote cure intended tr- to treat his chronic back pain. How, how does that become a cure? Is he like, it's stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, they've got all the little stems. That's yeah. how they squiggle and worm around. <laughs> it does not appear to have worked. No. After reportedly injecting semen into his arm every month for 18 months, the man finally sought medical attention, but not for his arm. The patient instead complained of, quote, what, that his back hurt? <laughs> severe, sudden onset lower back pain. Oh, oh, man. Having lifted a, quote, heavy steel object three days beforehand. During his checkup, the doctor found a patch of red swelling on his right forearm. After which, the man admitted he'd been injecting himself with his own semen using a hypodermic needle he purchased online. Just one hypodermic needle. He wasn't no. switching it. That's probably where most <laughs> of the infection came yeah, from. I- This time around, he had injected three, quote, doses Uh, of semen, entering both his blood vessels and his muscles. uh, (laughs) Quote, this is the first reported case of semen injection for use as a medical treatment. (laughs) The doctors at Adelaide and Uh, Meath Hospital in Ireland wrote in the case study titled, Semenly, (laughs) Harmless Back Pain, an Unusual Presentation of a Subcutaneous Abscess. Published in the oh. Irish Medical Journal. The swollen region grew and hardened <laughs> around the area on his arm where he'd injected his semen. And an x-ray... Re- his arm is pregnant. That's what's going on. <laughs> it's got a baby. Yeah, and huh. an x-ray revealed an area of trapped air beneath the man's skin. Was it like bu- bubbling and rotting? 
Oh yeah, there's a photo. Oh. Ew. Like it shows up on the X on the X yeah. Jesus Christ. It's got some healthy jizz. Man. Uh the doctors immediately hospitalized the patient, treating him with an intravenous antimicrobial therapy. After the patient's back pain improved, he discharged him. <laughs> I'd be like, sir. <laughs> this isn't the main issue here. I just love all the double entendres. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, he's been discharging himself for the past year and a half. And then recharging. Uh, yeah. The doctors performed a search of the medical literature and beyond, revealing not a single case of intravenous semen injection for back pain. According to the case study. I wonder if they looked at his arm underneath the black light. <laughs> I don't know. Although there is a report of the effects of subcutaneous semen injection into rats and rabbits, there were no cases of intravenous semen injection into humans found across the literature. Okay, I gotta stop there. Uh-huh. Were they injecting rats with their own semen or human semen? Uh, That's a good question. It, and why? The story leaves us in the yeah. dark as to that. <laughs> a search of more eclectic internet sites and forums found no other documentation of semen injection for back pain treatment or other uses. Which makes me wonder if, like, there was some other reason why he was actually doing it, but told the doctors, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, this lump on my arm that's swollen is... And full of semen. <laughs> like, like, remember I came into the hospital because I was complaining about back pain? Well, see, so for the last year and a half, I've been injecting myself with my own semen yeah. to fix my back back that's because, that's why i did it because you see my mom doesn't like me jerking off so i hide the evidence <laughs> oh my god <laughs> can you not think of a better way <laughs> to get rid of the evidence well <laughs> eating it would be better than oh, that. fuck he didn't like the taste though <laughs> you're, you're sure going through kleenex really fast son i don't know what's going on well mom i'm really look at all the snot in this in this <laughs> In this clean really snotty. It's just, I mean, it dries and it's so, it's so stiff. It's mm. just awful. <laughs> I thought this was paper. <laughs> uh, attempts at intravenous and arterial injection of harmful, substa harmful substances such as mercury, gasoline, charcoal mm. lighter fluid, hydrochloric acid, and hydrocarbon are well described and are generally carried out in attempted suicide. Oh, okay. As opposed to the case detailed above in which the patient was aiming to relieve physical uh. discomfort. I'm guessing that the that the back like injecting it to cure back pain is just a cover story. I'm guessing it's gotta be right? something else. Like because if you're injecting it to cure back pain, once you inject it in your back, well, and and you would think that after a year and a half of nothing, if right? it's not showing any kind of improvement, like to the point where you actually go to the hospital because you've done something, like like so, I think I think there was no real back back pain issue initially, like. It's said that he went to the hospital after he lifted this heavy steel object, and that's why he went to the hospital, but it was because of sudden onset of acute back pain. So my guess is that there was no real major back pain issue initially. Like, he went to the hospital because of back pain, and doctors noticed, like, what the fuck is wrong with your arm, dude? Whoa. And he is like, oh. My triple dose didn't uh, work this time. Well, let's see. I'm in here for a back pain problem. Uh, how can I get out? Oh, right. Oh. Uh, uh, the, the, the back pain that I came in here for was, was, it's been bothering me for 
when did I start shooting myself up with my own semen? A uh, year and a half. A year and a half ago, <laughs> I thought, hey, my back hurts. I'm going to come into a something and then use a syringe and re-inject that into myself because that will cure my the, the, the back pain that I've been <laughs> having for I want to read a this. while now. <laughs> I'm hoping this guy journaled all this stuff. The back pain, the back pain he's got has to be because his kidneys are sponges full of semen now, right? Because he's been injecting it into his arms. After dutifully reporting the first ever case of a man injecting himself with his own semen to try to treat his back pain, the authors offered a warning. It's dangerous for the untrained to perform intravenous injections on themselves. <laughs> especially when they're injecting things that aren't supposed to be injected into veins, like semen. This isn't the first time we've seen something like this. Perhaps this case reminds you of Aaron Trawick. What did he do? The deceased biohacker who once gave himself an unregulated herpes treatment in front of a crowd. Oh. Mm. The doctors behind the new case study note that the semen-injecting patient demonstrates the risks of experimenting on yourself prior to safety-assessed clinical research. Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've just never even heard of semen injections. I mean, other than, you know... Well, I mean... Like the hot beef injection. I, I've never yeah. heard of, like, <laughs> putting semen yeah. into How a syringe... How do you think babies are made? ...and injecting it intravenously yeah, for it anything. Is, it is strange. I Well, it, that's what in vitro, in vitro fertilization is. Sort kinda. of, I don't, but... <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, right? Well, they put it in a needle and they poke it in. Well, they put it in a needle and they do the other thing. They poke it. So you think he was trying to get pregnant, maybe? Yeah. In his forearm? Oh, he wants them gains. <laughs> Dude, look at my sick gains. No, it's sick. It's sick and you're gaining. It's, it you're does, right. It yeah. does really gain. have the ring of being made up on the spot a bit, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah. Like when people go there with like Pringles jars up their ass and they're like, oh, I fell. I was, I was doing naked yoga. And eating Pringles and happened to do downward yeah, dog and yeah. fell over. Yeah. Uh -huh. But listen to this cool sound it makes when I fart. <laughs> <laughs> I discovered that last week. <laughs> yeah. This, the, like this totally just seems like a cover story. Like the, like the, like, you know, the like, whole, the, the whole thing of injecting himself to cure himself of back pain seems like a cover story for whatever the fuck like, else. Yeah. What would he be Well, I was going to say, do you this? think it could have been a weird fetish? It's possible, Maybe. but yeah, it's possible. I mean, it, it, it seems like it's something like that. Cause there's it a lot of bizarre like fetishes out there. Yeah. There's oh, like yeah. whatever you can think of. There's Maybe he's a but... Jehovah's witness and bees like, I can't let any part of me go away. <laughs> bees like <laughs> Jehovah's bees witness. Like, yeah. Bees like <laughs> exactly. Just eats, eats all of his own bodily excretions. Yeah. He, he, oh. he licks his bed sheets every morning, get all the dead skin cells off of it. Oh, gross. <laughs> Chews his fingernails and toenails and just eats them. I, I don't, I only have one more question for this guy. Yeah. Did he jerk off and then get it into the needle or did he just go straight testicle to arm? Ooh. Well, you can't go straight to, you had to put it in a syringe. So it's well, not no, like, I'm like, yeah, did, yeah. He, did he, did he, did he extract it, put it into like his testicle and try to pull shit out of his testicle oh, God, what the fuck, <laughs> and then dude? inject into his arm. Why? What? I can't believe you didn't pick up on that. As soon as no, he said it, I was no. like, oh, geez, it'd be more sterile that way. Oh my God. <laughs> 
No. I don't don't think it would be. That's not in the... I don't think it would be because then you'd have all your ball sack germs on the needle that you stick in your arm I mean, you you rub some alcohol swab on there and you go in. I I mean, it's better than trying to suck it out of the Kleenex. Kleenex? Yeah, he jerked off in the Kleenex, takes his needle, tries to suck You know there are there are other things, right? Like a Tupperware or We don't know. Either. We don't know if this guy had that good of aim. Well, actually, actually after, after 18 months, he could have some good aim. We don't know. Well, he is Irish, so he could probably just stick it right into the syringe. Oh. <laughs> probably fit. <laughs> oh. I just can't with some people. That's just. Woo. Yeah, I I I'm at a loss on this one. But I, like I, like I say, it just yeah, it I think it's a cover story. Like it, yeah, it certainly seems like that. But for what I don't know. The disjection. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, so with hey, wait, that, how old is this guy? Thirty. Thirty-three. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think yeah, thirty-three-year-old man. It's probably not. It's probably not a fetish then, right? Because why? Why not? Because he's only been doing it a year and a half since well, he, he was thirty-one. I mean, he could have just just discovered this fetish. He's been refining his technique. Yeah. At first, he had to get his aim down to get it in that in the in the needle. Hmm. He's yeah. like, I, w- I w- would have been doing it since I was twelve, but I couldn't fucking get my aim right. I kept missing. Just been like yeah. trying to rub it into my hair. <laughs> I was jizzing on the wall, poking it into carpet. my ears, <laughs> snorting it. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he's drinking it for the longest time, like pee. <laughs> What do you mean, like pee? You haven't heard of those people that drink pee? Well, I under- yeah, I know, but like, I don't, but you said maybe he was drinking it, like pee. Like the like, people, right, rather you know, than like drinking... what you do with pee. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that was yeah. my thing, like, <laughs> like you just, well, or... like you, you, like you said it, like, oh, everybody drinks pee, like, maybe he was just <laughs> drinking it, like you yeah. do pee, you know. Yeah, not like beer yeah. or water or lemonade. <laughs> well, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, personally, but maybe I'm weird. You are. <laughs> that that was strange though. That that was your first. Maybe that's, he was eating it like a giant well, poo, you know. Well, pee's the only <laughs> like other like do. bodily yeah. fluid I can think of that people like for some reason think they can drink it for a health benefit. <laughs> yeah. Which is fucking disgusting. Oh my. That'll wrap things up for us this week. <laughs> Hope you got a smile on your face. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be Alan Firth, Newmania, Christy Kalbach, Gatheist, Larry Wilson, Stephen Andrews, Let Them Eat Kofefe, Two Skeptical Chaps, Michelle Short, Vanessa, Freethinker215, Captain Samples, Utah Outcasts, Janet Uter, Marius, sorry, God Butcherkowski. <laughs> I fucking stomp on you every week. I don't uh, know what, like, maybe it's because I'm not looking at you guys to. Well, you can hear our voices, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wes Aaron. Andrew Vodapich. Angelica Perlazo. Oh, that's my turn. Jeremy yeah. Goodson. <laughs> Brandy Amrit. Megan Kennedy. The Foz. Jeff Peterson. Jesse Pointer. Savita Kuna. Purple Dragon. And Taylor Green. Thank you all so much. And thank you, everybody, who gave me such fond and warm birthday wishes yesterday. That was that was very nice. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't get any from, from my partner. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> there, there were hundreds. Like I was like, wow, I, I couldn't, like, I couldn't keep up with like trying to read them throughout the day as they were coming mm-hmm. in. So I just kind of set my phone aside and worked on other things throughout the day. And then I, I 
read through a bunch last night and then this morning before work and during breaks, I was like, oh, wow, holy shit. There's like a lot of these out here. So obviously Tracy wasn't on Facebook at all yesterday either. No. <laughs> No, yeah, what? that's what, that's what she tried to say in her own defense for a little while. She's like, I, I, I didn't even get on Facebook today, and I'm like, do you, do you need a reminder from Facebook that it's my birthday? <laughs> well, it kind of reminds I'm not sure of that's, everything. Like, I don't, I don't think you're making the the case for yourself any better by, <laughs> by saying you need to be reminded by Facebook Fa- that it's my birthday. Facebook lets me know when it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm 45 now. Uh, so halfway to dead. Wow, you're gonna live a long time. Ninety? That's not that's not outrageous these days, is it? Well, you're ginger. Oh, true, <laughs> true. You were forty when we started this thing. Wow, yeah, yeah. it was. Well, holy cow. Who boy? <laughs> uh, but until next week, crucify the GOP. Leave a review and get those sweet, sweet Ark Encounter tickets. <laughs> and rate the show five times a day toward individualism. <laughs> <laughs> but also get those sweet Ark Encounter tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Marijuana nipples.